Donald Cerrone. So, should he retire? You know, that's the question on the lips of many people, including myself. I'm wondering, um, after his performance at UFC Vegas 26 against Alex Morona, and I, you know, I thought that I thought the fight would be close, but I think I was more leaning, more or less leaning in the in the direction of Alex Morona. In you know, if I wanted to make a decision, if I was a betting person, and if you know, I wanted to, um, you know. To, 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 Make you know, make a decision if I was going to place some money on the fight, who would who would win? And I was going to place my bet on Alex Morano. He's a younger fighter, what 30, 31 years old, uh, and Donald Cerrone is now entering the territory of of retiring from the sport sport from the sport of mixed martial arts. He is now what 38, 39, 37 years old, so it's not too far from forty. But he's in that st- territory now that most fighters do retire from the sport. Of course, you do have some exceptions, such as Glover Teixeira. Who are still to this day, I think Tishar is about 40, 41, 42 years old. He, he's still competing. So, you know, the fight was um, beginning of the fight against, um, with Donald Sorin against um, Alex Morano. Uh, at the beginning of the fight, Sorin did look like he, you know, dominated the fight with the first um, with the first clinch in the first round. Um, but Alex Morano was, was throwing, not flowing, throwing some really, you know, um, a lot of shots, really heavy punches in the first round, really you know, giving it ho- giving his all, giving it his all, really really hard. Um, you know, halfway through the first round, um, I, I did to me it did look like Donald Cerrone was getting quite fatigued and tired. You know, and his shots again, just slightly, just his movements, all overall movements, wasn't really as sharp as say Alex Morono's um, Morono's um, movements were. So you know, I could tell, and even by this point, you know, he was t- had taken some damage. You know, I think his um, his nose, his nose, or nose was bleeding from his face, um, and just um, there was just heavy right hands that um, that Morano just landed, and just from there, just um, start started snowballing. From there, uh, I think Don Swain was just had his guard up, was trying to well, not attacking but was trying to defend his head his face as best as he couldn't and Morano just dishing out him TK just dishing out him counter strikes um shots jabs here and there and you know the, the referee had to step in to stop the fight from, from stop stop the fight from stop the fight from continuing um but one thing I did see in that and I think um it's kind of similar to the Alistair Overeem fight uh, that we had a few was it when December or January now I think it was January of this year uh, when Alistair Overeem fought Alexander Volkov, I can't remember the name, the particular name of the UFC event that it was, uh, but um, I could see in that fight, like I was in this fight, but not so much with Donald Cerrone. I mean, Cerrone is a few years younger than Overeem, um, but in that fight, I could see that um, Overeem really couldn't recover from the shots that he was get that he was getting from um, Alexander Volkov, and even after that fight, um, you know, in his in his Twitter, he he stated he's not going to retire. He's going to go away, have a break, recharge, rest, retrain, spend spend some time with the family, just freshen up, refreshing, recharge his battery. He's going to come back to compete. And Donald Cerrone is more more or less said the same thing. And Donald Cerrone, um, I haven't checked the uh, record of Alistair Overeem, but Overeem has a very long record for with so many organizations around the world. He's fought in the sport for such a long time. Cerrone um, has fought for a long while in the sport, uh, especially I think within the UFC. He's had about, I think I wrote this down somewhere. He's had, he's had quite a long run in in mixed martial arts. But I mean, Donald Cerrone now has about what was it five or six um, uh, 
fights that in his past fights that he's lost. I think one of those fights was in a contest, but even then, you know, that doesn't help him because it's no win for him in his books. So uh, many people, um, uh, well, I say many people, but I have been, I have been thinking. I'm of the opinion. <coughs> excuse me. I am of the opinion that more than likely, potentially, the UFC could cut him. Could cut him because I mean, having five or six um losing fights, at least for your past most recent fights, that is not good at all. Um, you go down the rankings and overall, just before without getting too technical, that's just not good luck. It's just not good for you as a fighter, as an athlete. Uh, so if he is cut from the UFC, if he's made to leave by force, um, instead of him retiring from the sport, potentially, I think he's still going to go to another organization, um, either it's Bellator One Championship or PFL, preferably maybe Bellator, um. Because, uh, well, he's really got the name and the sort of like star power of fighting for so long within the UFC. And but at the moment now, I think he's uh, his the time of being or fighting for the biggest fighting organization on earth has probably potentially won its course. Even though he's saying that uh, he he's refusing to retire, and even though it's really vague in that um, post fight press conference interview, I mean overall he's just he he's saying that he's not going to retire from the sport. Um, anytime soon anyway so um, th- 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 yeah I mean there's not much else I can say about that um, just l- looking at the fighting record I was quite surprised you know um, there's a few <laughs> quite a few losses here for the past most recent fight so this particular fighter needs a win um, for the next fight that they're going to compete in and another question that um, kind of went over my head well not, w- not went over my head but Another question that entered my thoughts, entered my mind, is that Donald Cerrone initially was scheduled to uh, fight Diego Sanchez, and uh, after the the basically the uh, situation with Diego Sanchez um, started, and uh, well, with what's happening with him at the moment, um, he was cut from the UFC, was released from the UFC, and they still paid him his fight money, two hundred eleven thousand um, dollars, and so Alex Morona had to step in at very short notice to um, uh, to uh, replace Diego Sanchez. I was thinking, looking at um, Donald Cerrone's um, performance in the Oxcon there with Alex Morono, um, if it were, if it was Diego Sanchez fighting Donald Cerrone, would the fight have gone the other way? Would Donald Cerrone potentially have won? Um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop saying all this stuff about I'm I'm quite. Um, ill-equipped to make a decision or make a statement but this is my podcast i'm going to give my opinion um if i'm wrong if you th- if you think otherwise um please say so in the comment section on youtube i'm happy to uh, to listen to your thought to what well, read your opinion and to take that into account uh, i might learn something new um i may be corrected i'm happy to be corrected i think that if it was diego sanchez in the octagon instead of alex morona and if that situation with the ufc being cut from the ufc hadn't have happened it's one fact if Joshua Fabio hadn't entered his life at all and he was fighting Donald Cerrone I believe Donald Cerrone, Donald Cerrone would have won the fight um, okay now I say I say that if Joshua Fabio hadn't entered the scene at all well he's on the scene now and um, you know if he hadn't have done what he did by asking for the medical records for Diego Sanchez from the UFC and then they released um release Diego Sanchez if that hadn't happened at all um you know I still think that um Donald Cerrone would have won the fight uh with the sorts of coaching that um Diego Sanchez has is currently fol- following and 
is utilizing uh, at least we can see from the past two or three fights he's had in the UFC before he was released from the organization um, potentially he would have lost to Donald Cerrone I think Donald Cerrone would have won take back what it is if you think I'm wrong please you know you're all than welcome to annihilate me in the comment section or on the comment section Spotify and Apple podcast wherever you're listening to this po- to this podcast you know I'm open to other people's opinions um not just I'm not gonna I'm not a close-minded person I'm open to listening to other people's thoughts especially those who who do know more about this about this topic mixed martial arts than I do uh, but I do I do believe that uh, Donald Swain would have won if it had been um, Diego Sanchez st- standing in front of, in front of him in the octagon, you know um, the fact that Alex Morono um, was was put put in a, put in as a replacement at short notice uh, to replace Diego Sanchez, I think that potentially turned the tables and changed things a lot for uh, Donald Cerrone. But moving on. So the other fight that was in the fight card, uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Michelle um, Waterson. Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Waterson. Uh, this was an entertaining fight. Excuse me, got my throat a little bit. Yeah, this was um, for me. It was a really, and it's something I've seen with the uh, female. Uh, fighters in the UFC, in fact, in mixed martial arts, um, overall together, they see when they're in them, the octagon, they f- they seem to find they seem to fight, not fight, excuse me, they seem to fight far more aggressively, as in you do have those who are calculating and uh, very patient and very technical, technical, tactical with how they go about their attack, uh, about their attacks and strikes and kicks and whatever, but uh, overall, in general, I do find that the female fighters uh, are fighting whenever they fight. They seem to be far more aggressive, as in really aggressive with their jabs and their kicks and just how they attack their opponent. But Rodriguez versus Waterson, um, uh, it was an entertaining fight, really entertaining. Um, it was the main f- the main event of the of the evening, the main event, uh, main fight on the fight card. Uh, gotta write my notes here. So yeah, Watson got the ball rolling with a nice left hand at the start of the first round. And um, as I said before, both fighters were fighting really aggressively. And they seemed to be giving it the or just using virtually everything they had in their arsenal to take the other uh, opponent down. And uh, you know, for me, at the be- just watching uh, the fight from the beginning, it did seem, I was going to say in my own uh, opinion, that Watson did seem to be the um, fighter that had the upper hand. She did seem, did seem to have the lead, be taking the lead. And I thought she would win, but uh, she was she was landing some <laughs> really really uh, heavy shots from her end. And um, you know, overall, if she didn't win, I would have thought that would have been a draw. But um, Rodriguez um, did win a via unanimous decision. But I mean, overall, that was um, an interesting interesting fight. Not much else to say about that. So the other fight in the fight card, which was Gregor Gillespie versus Carlos Diego Ferreira. Um, now. Gillespie didn't waste any time by guessing um, a takedown in by taking his opponent down to the ground at the beginning of the first round and his performance in this fight you know uh, I did some research and just some background um, homework on this guy his um, his um, background in MMA it's uh, wrestling has a lot to do with it which uh, his performance in the Oscar was is testament to that that so he has a solid background in wrestling because every time that they would uh, basically after one sort of you know grappling uh, just like a few minutes grappling on the ground and then they separate 
Um, again, he'll when he when he's going to go in for attack, he'll always go try and he'll always try and take his opponent down. And you know, it's just testament to his uh, background in wrestling. He's a really good wrestler. Uh, sure, stand up's good, but um, his ground game is on point. And Ferrer to defend himself quite well against the takedowns, but it was just towards the end um, where um, Gillespie just finished the fight. Um, uh, even though Ferrer had him in a was that a triangle? No, I'm confusing this with another fight. So, um, yeah, before finishing the fight, Gillespie had managed to um, pin Ferrer down to the ground on the canvas and was just. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should word this as the same as word it in my notes, but just laying the strikes on him, you know, just dishing out the strikes on his head, and Ferrer just had no option but just to <laughs> cover his covers his head with his hands best he could, and referee had to stop the fight. So, um, and Gillespie in mixed martial arts has only lost one fight altogether. He seems to have fit had altogether. He seems to have fought fifteen fights and has won fourteen of those and only lost one of those. So, um, he's uh, what number fourteen in, in the lightweight division ranking for the UFC. So, if he keeps got doing, if he keeps fighting where he's fighting, keeps winning the way he's winning, winning so soon <laughs> won't be long or well. It won't be too long before we see him fighting for a title fight. Let me say that. So, and, and you know, yeah, sorry, I was about to say something else, but no, it's not relevant. So, there was one fight that happened this, or well, the last week in PFL, uh, the, is it Premier or Professional Fighting League? No, I should actually check. Let's make sure I've got the correct information. Yeah, PFL three, Professional Fighters League three, PFL three. Um, so this was the uh, main event on the main card between uh two fighters known as Renan Ferreira versus Fabricio Werdum, and uh, they say you know when I was just doing some research on this on uh online on YouTube, they say it was a controversial fight, and I thought, mm, well, why is it controversial? Okay, let me watch, and uh, I saw exactly why it was controversial. Uh, these two guys, they just started, and the camera didn't show it exactly, but it looked like both guys had started the fight by just going in at the other, just rushing in, and both guys went against each other with both with a flying knee. So um, they they just clashed, and then went straight down to the ground, and the, they were grappling for virtually the whole of the first round. The fight just lasted for lasted for just approximately just one round the first round and um it starts off really explosively um the grappling and wrestling on the ground and i made a mess of my notes yes so to, to do uh ferrer ferrer managed to get on top of Werdum and uh one of the guys i think was uh Werdum had ferrera in a triangle but um Werdum still managed to land some really nasty nasty shots i mean ferrer really while he was there on the ground and it's a fight game, so this isn't um, like an exception or anything. But he didn't look in a good way. In a good way. It looks like the referee uh, saved, well, not saved, but uh, stopped the fight in time. I mean, it, he just didn't look in a good uh, look uh, like he was in a good way at all. Um, the sorts of shots that the other guy was just landing, it was just crazy. The whole fight was crazy. It was just uh, just mad. And I think what helped um, uh, Werdum in that situation to, even though he was in a triangle, even though he was in a triangle and um, being held in a triangle by Ferreira, um, 
I think what really helps Werden, what Werden had in his arsenal on his side was his height. He's six foot eight. So I think even though he um, has, um, even though his head's been, his neck's been held in a triangle by his opponent, that length and that height that he has probably helped him to just long arms, totally well, I guess. Um, that probably helped him land some shots um, to his opponent and just um, end the fight. But it was, it was a crazy, crazy fight. It just looked. I was, I was looking saucer eyed. My mouth was open for the whole, just for the whole fun fight. And uh, towards the end of it, my I, I could, I, my eyes, I could feel my eyes just getting stretched, being stretched wider and wider in shock and just in awe at just uh, what was happening. It was mad. And again, um, just testament to the uh, reality that the UFC do not have the best fighters in the world, and they do not host the best host the best events all the time. Um, so it's an argument that's being had also you know I, I do see people making and having the argument online wherever else on all these internet forums who hosts the best events and who has the best fighters and uh, situations of fighters if not situations but it's events and fights like this you see in organizations such as uh, PFL One Championship Bellator you know all other organizations um, do host um, and I've said this in one of my um, older podcasts other organizations and i said this i use bellator as an example bellator do have some really good fighters they really really do and they host some really good events really really entertaining events and you know the fights are just like out of this world um and you know what i don't like is that the organization just because excuse me just because they don't have that sort of stardom power or ranking power they don't have um you know they don't control or have a big stake in the market of mixed mixed martial arts or the market of combat sports you know they don't get that recognition that recognition that that they deserve for hosting some really really entertaining entertaining fights some really really entertaining events and you know they have some really really good talented fighters you know it is no i do i mean not that it's something that is against the law i'm not bitching or whining here but i do find it really unfair that you know you have a really good event there and it doesn't it doesn't get that attention you know it doesn't get that sort of recognition you know it doesn't get enough eyes on the fighters on the event that's happening there so i just want to point that and you know it's just something that happened in pfl with this fight that wasn't the main fight main event on the main card that are just testament to that to the reality because it's an argument that many people are having um i see in mixed martial arts in combat sports a lot of the time so um enough about that in other news in mixed martial arts uh diego sanchez out this situation as i said before my last video my last podcast it seems to be developing all the time excuse me oh my mouth always seems to get so dry when i'm speaking i probably should speak a lot more slowly um this Diego Sanchez situation seems to be developing all the time. There was another video posted today, today that I'm making this podcast um, of uh, Joshua Fabio. And this is, I think, probably in the same place as the um, that weird upside down where um, Sanchez is being hung upside down while Fabio is punching in him in the head and kicking him in the head while, it's being, while he's being hung upside down. Um, it's probably the same place, um, I can't tell, but in this video, it's a short video which lasted for approximately 25 to 30 seconds. 
uh, in the video fabia is teaching some students and sanchez is standing right there how to do a deadly move some i think it's how to do what was called or what was known as the what he called the death punch which most people call it nonsense um and i think in in the video the best way that i can describe it the, my best interpretation of what was going on in that video is that he, i think he teaches his students how to throw a punch to is it the chin or to the neck and i think that's probably the deadly you know the deadly move the deadly punch that the uh that people are talking about the deadly punch or the the deadly move that he is has been talking about um it didn't make much sense to me but um it looks kind of like well i do understand that throwing a punch a good punch a good strike a good jab a strong shot with your fist with your hands in mixed martial arts is one of the main staple moves of the sport but i'm not sure how effective um joshua fabia's um lesson whether he's teaching the student in that particular video how useful it is for mixed martial arts i'm assuming it's a mixed martial arts i mean a, a staple icon of the of of the sport um joshua um not josh um not joshua but diego sanchez is standing right there so i'm assuming that the other students in that video the other people in that video um they are also um probably they are new um not new probably they are also um fighters amateur fighters that are coming up in the sport and hopefully maybe one day they'll join uh, one of the big organizations to compete um I, I don't know maybe they're just doing it as a hobby but the what well, my point is basically it just it did look quite weird and um see but what's really um really changed people's opinions opinion of um diego sanchez not so much the opinion of people's opinion of joshua joshua fabia is um the um video that came out over the weekend of was it friday or saturday but a few days ago now of joshua fabia and diego sanchez well diego sanchez being hung upside down and joshua fabia punching him in the head punching and kicking him in the head and at some point hitting him with um, a long object that looked like a wooden stick um it's uh, many people even said they've lost a lot of respect for diego sanchez that diego sanchez allowed as a grown man who's nearly 40 years old allowed someone someone such as um joshua fabia to do that to him and uh, people are saying i keep saying people are saying but word is and uh well no it's <laughs> with the way things are now you know i would have expected someone like diego sanchez to look himself look at his performance in his, his last few fights despite because he is i can see he's, he's a weird sort of character to a degree he's not a bad person but he does have that weird tendency with that weird side to his um, affect his overall character but he should be able to look himself look at his performance look at what he does for a living which is fighting and um look at how well he's been doing in his last few fights well how well he's been doing how badly he's been doing and he should be able to kind of some to just separate kind of separate the two uh, and just kind of well separate the two but put two and two together and kind of try and understand why what should be working is not working and even though it may be working in a particular way it's not working in the way that you want it to work the outcome that you're getting is not the outcome that you need to succeed in the in in your career in the sport that you know in what you do for a living um so 
you know, it's the whole thing really is sad to see someone. You know, after seeing that video, I mean, I, I was just convinced that the poor guy has has been brainwashed. He's been brainwashed to the core, and you know, um, is there anything that anyone can do about us? Because at the end of the day, Diego Sanchez, you know, it's his own life, and um, you know, no one can tell him what to do. He's um, an independent person, earning his own money, relying on himself. Um, you know, what can be done about it? Well, unfortunately, you know, nothing. The UFC have washed their hands of him. His um, Jackson Wink Academy um, team, the where he normally trained, where he used to train before he met Joshua Fabia, they've washed their hands of him. So, you know, it's really sad to see someone just be, what's the word I can use, almost be diminished, be diminished in this way. I do not know why I keep going, getting so tongue-twisted and tongue-tied. It's probably because I want to say so many things at once. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but I'm sure there's going to be more content emerging about this about this situation because it, it's just really weird. And whose idea was it to put that video online in the first place? I mean, the fact that it's online and it's now been exposed to the whole world, I suppose it's helpful to people to at least have a better understanding to what is actually going on at least behind the scenes, because I've never seen anyone, anyone at all, in mixed martial arts, in fact, in any other sport, train like that. I mean, many people saying, well, I keep saying many people, but many have said, uh, this is opinions of, um, I've just come across other people I've had conversations with about this, that there's definitely a sexual connotation, a sexual element to what's being done there, and it's all being done for... Um, Joshua Fabia. I mean, at one point there was also another clip they showed in that same video that um, Fabia is actually now in in a ring and like a boxing ring, and he's standing there with um, uh, no, not Fabia, um, Diego Sanchez is standing in the in the boxing ring, and he's wearing a blindfold covering his entire face. Joshua Fabia is standing there with him, and they're kind of like fighting. You know, I've got sparring or fighting with each um with with each other, just like training fighting sparring they call it sparring and um for some reason um i don't know what the the purpose of the whole thing is what they're actually trying to achieve is it trying to teach uh, diego sanchez how to fight blindfoldedly i mean i've never seen any sport anywhere anywhere at all whereby you've had to compete whatever sports it is whether it's mma boxing uh bjj grappling outside of combat sports rugby football soccer be- baseball basketball uh, you know judo whatever I've never seen any other sport whereby you've had to compete without without your vision being completely blindfolded with your face covered. You know, it it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing just seems weird, weird, and it's just so sad that this poor man, this poor guy, who has done so much for the UFC, so much for the, so much for the sport, the great guy, great personality, big heart, you know, very nice guy. It is so sad to see him being taken advantage of like this, and what's worse is that what what makes it even sadder is that it seems that he just can't see what's going on he just can't see what's happening to him. he just cannot see that this man who really doesn't know what he's do- even i as a novice in this in this sport as a as a mixed martial arts fan i would i i can see that he doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't know what he's doing at all because none of the things he's putting diego through as a so-called coach has anything to do has bears no relevance to the sport of mixed martial arts none whatsoever so uh but i think by 
by now um after seeing that video um maybe some people lost interest um maybe i'll lose some interest in it, i don't know but the whole thing just really sad it's just a sad tale but anyway guys um if you did enjoy this video if you did enjoy this video if you did enjoy this podcast if you don't if you did enjoy this episode please do leave a like uh, don't forget to, to subscribe if you enjoy my content i am going to be rebranding re- the title of my channel and my podcast as well i think just to help it just help the gear you know just um, so when you look at the channel when everyone comes when anybody comes across my content they'll see that they'll see straight away that it's geared towards uh, mixed martial arts i'm going to be rebranding the title and just tweaking my logo a little bit and my graphics as well so you can catch me on instagram my name is icojarko1 on twitter and on facebook my name is icojarko you can also listen to my podcast on apple podcast itunes spotify and google podcast and i think again my um, content is gradually being shared to other platforms as well so once again guys thank you